Well, hello, everybody. It's wonderful to have you with us. I pray wherever you are that you know that God is with you exactly in the place where you are. Well, this is for your prayer and reflection. And I pray that today very much blesses you. Let's go straight to the scriptures. We're going to read from Mark's Gospel, chapter 6. We're going to read from verses 1 to 6. And it says this. He left that place and came to his hometown. Jesus left that place, came to his hometown. And his disciples followed him. On the Sabbath, he began to teach in the synagogue and many who heard him were astonished. They said, where did this man get all this? What is this wisdom that is given to him? What deeds of power are being done by his hands? Is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary, brother of James and Joses and Judas and Simon? And are not his sisters with us? And they took offense at him. And then Jesus said to them, Prophets are not without honor except in their hometown and among their own kin and in their own house. And he could do no deed of power there except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and cured them. And he was amazed at their unbelief. This is a great passage of scripture. A lot is happening here. And it speaks of sometimes when the opportunity for belief is right in front of us. Sometimes our own prejudices, our own negativity, our own conditioning stops us from being able to see who God is in our lives. Look at it again. He left that place and came to his hometown and his disciples followed him. Now here's Jesus. He, he comes back to his hometown. This was not the place of his birth, but this was the place where he had, where he had lived and his disciples follow him. Why did they follow him? Because they had left all behind and they were with him. On the Sabbath day, he began to teach in the synagogue and many who heard him were astounded. They said, where did this man get all this? What is this wisdom that has uh, been given to him? What deeds of power are being done by his hands? So it was evident to them what they saw and what they heard was extraordinary. There was no doubt that everybody admitted that. But just because the extraordinary is before us and we even hear the extraordinary doesn't mean that we necessarily believe. Doesn't it? And so he got, it goes on and it says in verse 3, Is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary, and brother of James and Joseph and Judas and Simon, and are not his sisters with us? And they took offense at him. They took offense at him. Well, scholars, if you, if you study this, scholars have a whole number of reasons as to why they took offense at Jesus. Um, here was Jesus and he had stepped out of this little village that he'd grown up of, 1,600 to 2,000 people, the academics tell us. He'd stepped out of this and he had gone to other places and he was, well, they felt big noting himself. He was a carpenter. In those days, carpenters wouldn't have built all uh, whole homes because there wasn't enough wood around to do that. But he'd probably build uh, door frames and, and wood uh, things that you used around your home. But, but, and here was Jesus. And so a carpenter was below the educated class. Jesus wasn't a day labourer or wasn't a farm hand. So his living would have been a little bit better than that. But he certainly was below the educated class. And, uh, and, so, and so villages took great exception to someone who tried to elevate themselves. 
There were also laws that said when a man's, uh, when a man's uh, wife had died, that it was the job of the son to look after the mother. And whilst we don't know uh, where Joseph was at this point in time, maybe there was some jealousy with the fact or the fact that he had walked away, that he was not looking after his mother. And, uh, and so there was, the, the, there was this rejection of who he was. So here's Jesus. They hear and are amazed. They see and are amazed. And yet they still can't believe. Why? Because of their conditioning. And sometimes our conditioning prevents us from hearing and seeing God. Uh, I've sometimes said to people, if a miracle took place before you today, would you believe? Or would you doubt? Because you go, well, that's not possible. That's not possible at all. And so in your prayer today, as you reflect on this passage of Scripture, it's a rupa because it speaks to us, are we able to see Jesus? Are we able to hear Jesus in our life who might be right in front of us, but we miss Jesus because, well, we just don't believe that those sort of things can happen? Are there things that happen in your world, in your family, where you deny someone else from being who God is calling them to be because you stop and go, well, that's just Johnny, that's just Susie. I knew what they were like when they were younger. And you hold them back from being who they can be because of maybe who they once were, the mistakes they have, because you've had entree and insight into their frailty. Maybe that's what's happening to you. And sometimes that's the reason people feel they need to leave, to be able to go away and start again. I've, I've experienced that in my life that sometimes a fresh place is where we need to go. But isn't that sad for the place we leave and, and, and for ourselves as well? Why don't you take that to prayer today? Just read it over and over and over. Jesus, it says, was prevented from doing many miracles there because of the, that unbelief. And it says Jesus was amazed by that. Loving Father, we just pray that you would allow our hearts to be open to the new things that maybe you want to expose us to and through the people and ways you do. Allow us to hear your voice and to love you and to be open to you right where we are. And Father, we make this prayer in Jesus' name through the power of your Holy Spirit. Amen. It's a great scripture, really challenging scripture. Hey, look forward to seeing you tomorrow. And don't forget wherever you are, God is never far from you.